This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, making the world healthier and greener one day at a time. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for joining me today. By now, everyone knows that The Wellness Prescription is simply my prescription for wellness. I strongly believe in the mind-body-spirit connection, and therefore, I try to spread knowledge to all of you about how to create a balance in your lives that is unique to you. I treat muscles, joints, and ligaments, and it may sound far-fetched and bizarre, but more often than we care to notice, our physical body is affected by our emotions. My guest today is Jessica Stavale, CEO of Fascia Revive and also known on Instagram as the Empathic Warrior. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you. Very grateful to be here with you today. Well, I appreciate your time and I'm so excited to chat today because I believe strongly in the fascia as having a lot to do with our physical pain, our ability to move. But before we talk about fascia, let's share with listeners what it is and what role it plays in our bodies. So uh, our fascia system is known as the connective system in our body. And it literally is what provides structure to us, gives us our shape and provide support. It will run through and surround everything in the body. It is what allows when we stand up for everything in our body and gravity not to take it down to the ground for us. Um, It also is arguably the biggest sensory um, system that we have. It it does connect to the skin. Um, It has the capability to hold the energy and things from our past of our emotions that occur. So I believe that it has a very big component into our mental and emotional health. So your introduction to working with fascia wasn't conventional or textbook. So you didn't just jump into understanding fascia. Can you tell us what happened to you that led you on this path towards being the empathic warrior? In late 2018, I had another very severe um, automobile accident. Um, It was the second one of my life. They were accidents that um, caused major physical damage to my body, and both of them actually ended careers that I I was in at the time due to the extent of physical damage that occurred to me and what I'd be capable to do after. So the 2018 accident, um, I actually went on to full disability at the age of 37. I was in rehabilitative care. Um, for two over two and a half years straight. And I think it kind of finally came to a point that everybody kind of thought my body was in the pain, the chronic pain that I was in was just going to remain that way. And I just felt there was something more. So my brain just starts going to what's not letting go? Why is this not releasing? What's going on? So that is how I really found and fell in love with the fascia system. And I truly believe it holds a power since it connects to everything inside of us that can really shift things for a lot of people into their healing journey. And when you look at my even my social media, I'm very big into a united systems approach. And I really think that would excel and could change things for thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And uh, I truly wish I know what it feels like to have that sort of chronic pain the pain where you hurt so bad every day and you're trying to smile, but you just know, you look at that person and know they are hurting. And it's interesting because I treat a lot of people who are either in chronic pain or even a, a, a new type of pain. So let's say a patient has an injury um, from, let's say, a workout or maybe like a ski injury. This is what I consider a new pain. So it's not something that you know happened five years ago. 
that first of all can develop into chronic pain. But what we don't realize is that the fascia gets injured as well. And we as providers sometimes neglect to really look that far because it is connecting everything. Let's talk about how you may have pain one place, but it may be from another area in your body. This is something I talk about about 30 times a day that sometimes presenting pain is not the area that's causing or that actually has the, the dysfunction. So let's get into that a little bit. The best analogy that's kind of been put out there with it is you really have to think about like a flat sheet on a bed. So thinking that it's just very smooth. If you pull one corner, you know, say the far lower left corner, you're going to see the whole sheet kind of wrinkle. So that is going to affect, you know, the upper left corner, the upper right corner. So we could have damaged fascia in one area and it becomes so damaged that it, you know, compounds and sticks down. So it starts pulling because fascia is continuous. It, there is no beginning and end, you know, through all layers of our fascia system, it's all connected. So that's why it can be pulling and causing an imbalance and that your pain point is where it's pulling and causing more of the imbalance in the body than actually where the fascia is truly damaged. Fascia, it functions as a tissue. Let's talk a little bit about that. When it's functioning as a tissue, it means that it's sensory and fascia has its own nerves. So when a tissue is sensory, we have to be able to understand where the pain points are coming in, what it's trapping. Like fascia is the capability of what pumps our lymphatic system. So if our lymphatic system and blood is not pumping, which also it surrounds every blood vessel, you know, things get our waste and toxins get caught in the body, which also includes our mental, emotional, everything kind of gets stuck in there. So if we're not providing proper care for it, how do we remain balanced? How does the human body remain balanced in our mental, emotional, and physical health? And how do we do that? How do we understand that something emotionally is affecting you physically or vice versa? Because your physical body and the way your body feels physically really can affect your emotions. It really is like, you know, a two-way street, so to speak. Yeah, and I think that's exactly why... I, you know, use the term united system. You know, I can use the example of like a victim of sexual assault. They're going to harbor a lot of that trauma and emotion in areas of their body and it's going to stay stuck there and then it's going to manifest into different physical symptoms. Or we can look at the person who's been physically damaged into an accident. There is a trauma response that occurs emotionally and mentally. So areas of pain um, that wonder providers like yourself are treating, if we're not treating what has occurred to us in the mental and emotional state, we're, we're still holding on to it in those areas of our body um, because it, it relates to the fear that comes with it and kind of like where we were frozen you know, in time in that moment, which I don't want to get too far off into the psychology part of this. But you know, that's the same thing when PTSD and other things come in. I'm glad that you mentioned PTSD. And, and, and I agree, I don't want to get into the whole psychological component. But PTSD is just a trigger from an emotion that, you know, reminds you of a situation. Do you feel that our bodies do the same thing? Because I know I, it happens to me. So I like to run. I like to walk. And sometimes like the idea that I maybe have a recurring knee injury limits my ability to run the extra two to three kilometers because I worry that, oh boy, then my knee is going to start to hurt. And that I feel is what stops me. Is that how it works in our body as well? Like the, the post-traumatic stress of 
what may have happened to you can affect your ability to be mobile. And then that'll affect your fascia. Yeah, absolutely. It all connects together because you can mentally, like you're saying, think about a certain pain and how strong our minds are to the connection to our body. We can literally start feeling that pain in that area. So when we're remembering pain or accidents or emotion or anything where we're storing it, we literally start to feel that. And that kind of goes into, you know, I read people uh, and I use like I call the fascial posturing. So there's just such a strong component to it being all together. So when we are trying to heal ourselves physically, I do very much believe in what you stand behind of having to do the work and heal ourselves in the mental and emotional state and vice versa, looking about how our mental and emotional state has caused physical symptoms to manifest into our body. Now, fascia is a four-dimensional web, so it has no beginning, no end. You kind of described it like a, she- a bed sheet, and, and that makes a lot of sense because I had that visual, and it's a, a great analogy. And it makes up 20% of our weight. It's obviously a big deal. So how can we care for our fascia? So let's say we don't have any injuries right now, or we don't really have anything going on. How do we care for our fascia so that in the event something does come up, we are already ahead, you know, one step ahead? Movement is always going to be the first thing that comes out for me because, you know, your fascia is needs to be hydrated to move freely. And when we don't move, think about how we get stiff. If we sit too long, if we're in a position too long, I mean, yes, we're bringing in the muscle components and other things, but we get stiff because we get kind of get stuck in that position. Uh, what you would probably see more is somebody who ends up slouching a lot. Well, their fascia and everything has been so brought forward all the time that they're kind of stuck into that position. So movement is always going to be your first go-to. And I like to try to get people, you want to move your body in the opposite way that it normally sits. It can be as easy as raising your arms up and down, stretching, you know, overstretching one way, thinking of your fascia system having to go the opposite direction of what you normally hold it. Hydration is also very key. Like it through our fascia is what we call like the ground substance. And I'm not going to get to medical terms and all this, but we have to keep that ground substance hydrated in order to keep things flowing freely with that. Water is going to be your first go-to. There's other components come in, um, but in, you know, just keeping Self-care. Self-care looks different for everybody and self-care is not about going to get your nails done or your hair done and that is a form of self-care but it's remaining aware of yourself. It's emotional intelligence. It's being connected to your mind and just aware of what you're feeling and going on around you and when you need to disconnect because it holds on to energy. So if we're constantly pumping ourselves with like stimulus and negative energy, some positive, we become overloaded. So it's definitely the balance of it all. And that makes a lot of sense. What are your thoughts on engaging in um, a, a regular stretching? So I you know, firmly believe in stretching. Obviously, mobility is my biggest, biggest, um, uh, you know, I advocate for mobility. Just keep moving. But I also encourage people to stretch. And I always use the example because a lot of people present to me with a lot of IT band. And if you're anybody who walks or runs, we know what the IT band is. It's that it's that tight, tight spot along the lateral, like the outer part of your thigh. It can be so tender. And stretching for me is a way to elongate the muscles and maybe take pressure off of the fascia. 
Do you agree with that? Absolutely. It's a huge component in it. We have to remember our fascia system is made up of collagen. So while the stretching is absolutely key, movement is medicine, um, it has to be repetitive. It has to be a daily practice. So that does follow up right into what you're saying. I tell even my uh, mental health you know, clients at 30 minutes of movement a day. So stretching like that, you know, foam rollers, things like that, they're good for that immediate release to kind of get that pressure off, but that's not going to hold it for you. That's not going to keep it there because the way the fascia system and the collagen come together, it, it like it's because it's such a sensory, sensory system, it is going to have memory in it. So yes, absolutely 100%. You know, every hour I am up doing stretches, moving, dynamic movements. It doesn't have to be set out to, I have to go to the gym for an hour, or I have to be in this intense session in order to have the benefits. You can break it down through your day. Um, for So for someone like me, I, I sit a lot for what I do for work. So, you know, in between people, I take those few minutes and I'm stretching. I'm doing things like a glute bridge or, you know, arms up overhead, side to side, just getting those dynamic movements in with the stretching are really what keep things flowing freely for us and allow us to incorporate that stretching, like you said, so we're not we're not getting that stiffness because when those bands are tight, the fascia gets tighter. So now everything's getting sticky together. I always use the analogy of, with fascia of like parchment paper. If it gets really, you know, too dry, then it just kind of crackles and tears and breaks apart. Well, our fascia kind of has the same texture as like a painter's tarp. I'm not sure if anybody is familiar with a painter's tarp, but it's like this not very flexible, slightly flexible, but if it rips, it rips. And you need to keep it hydrated because otherwise it just gets dry like the desert. So I like that you recommend that. Lots of uh, water. I recommend some vitamin C to help keep the connective tissues, you know, nice and supple. Um, but yeah, I think dancing is the key. So when we come back, how to heal your fascia by healing your mind. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Jessica was telling us we all need to know about fascia, the thin casing of connective tissue that surrounds all the important things in our body, so blood vessels, muscles, organs, but it's not only responsible for that. Fascia can hold on to past trauma. So, Jessica, you say that healthy fascia can change your life. How so? Because I think we all need to have and live our best life. So how can keeping our fascia healthy help us do that? Think of the power if we have one system in the body that connects to everything else. So if we're just thinking this on the most basic terms, if you have one thing that connects to everything else in your body, we can honestly probably all agree that it holds a great deal of power. When we're keeping that system balanced, it obviously plays a role and has a hand in the health of everything else. It is allowing us to kind of obtain the best life. I lived in years of chronic and chronic pain. And it wasn't until I balanced out the emotional health, past traumas that had occurred before with the physical that my body let 
go. And when it does let go, you get that movement, you get rid of the past pain, and it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And that's one of the biggest things I teach. Letting go doesn't mean that it didn't happen, but it's letting it be. And it's coming to a place of peace. And I try to think of the fascist system as you're trying to keep it peaceful. <laughs> so it's not when it becomes unhealthy, when we get you know, the stickiness or when it's angry and when it's constricting. So our lymph isn't flowing, our blood vessels aren't flowing. You know, it's strong enough of a system as our shock absorber, um, which takes in if we get impact of the body. So it's strong enough that it can actually pull you into misalignment, which I'm sure you see that is your area of specialty, but it is strong enough to pull. So keeping that balance is, is I, I really believe that that's where your, the power of the system comes in is to keep the body in alignment. I always believe that forgiving yourself is an important component of self-care. And it sounds like a very um, deep comment, but forgiveness, what does that mean to me? What does that mean to you? It could mean different things for all of us, but forgiving ourselves, um, you know, for being hard on ourselves and also forgiving yourself for being upset that you're in discomfort, that you're in pain. I see a lot of clients, as I'm sure you do, who, you know, want to be active, want to live life to the fullest. And because of an injury, because of a chronic pain, they're down and depressed and they feel awful about themselves. But I think the key to recovery and healing is just understanding that it's a phase and there are tools to help us get better. So with forgiveness, what are your thoughts on that? And how does forgiving yourself really help your fascia heal? Uh, I think it's just the forgiveness comes into allowing yourself grace. You know, my physical therapist laughed because after my accident, I walked into her clinic and, and I was like, okay, uh, six months, I got to be back to work. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Like, mind you, I couldn't move. Like I'm limping in there. <laughs> this was before I had foot surgery, shoulder surgery. I had my first rib removed. And I mean, I had hundreds of procedures and injections at following this, but she always laughs with me because that was a thing. Like I didn't want to, A, I wasn't accepting but I was being so hard on myself about multiple things. So, you know, forgiveness is going to go into the comment I just kind of made before. It's letting go, forgiving is letting it go and letting it be. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. But when we do not forgive, we manifest those negative emotions. There's a wheel that goes on in our head. We all have that inner voice. And, you know, what does that inner voice look like for you? You cannot create a body of peace and contentment when you're constantly beating yourself up instead of punishing yourself it's looking at it as like what in this is my lesson how can i take this become stronger what can i do with this this is growth all of those things like i just look at as growth even the worst of the worst <laughs> you know you have to process through it but then you have to for the forgiveness is where you allow yourself to grow because if we don't forgive, we stay stuck. You really are the poster child for, you know, a, you know, injury, preventing you from doing things that you would normally do, but then kind of, you know, bouncing back from it over time and uh, just doing what you love and, and finding a purpose. 
What was it like for you just to dive a little deeper into your emotional state after your, you know, maybe second accident? How disabled were you at the time? How many surgeries? Just as a reference point for listeners, let's talk a little bit about that. I'm not even going to try to pretend that I came out of that like the light that I am now. Um, I've always been a single parent household, so it has always been my daughter and I, who is now nine. And for me, it was so overwhelming because I didn't know how was I going to maintain everything I've built and I've worked so hard for. You know, my foot was previously rebuilt twice from a car accident that occurred when I served in the United States Air Force. And I am considered a disabled veteran from the amount of injury that happened there. You know, it's not just what's broken, what's that. It was two days after that accident, I could not even turn my neck. I couldn't move. You hurt in a way that you just can't even imagine. And I just slowly remember going darker and darker. You're there, you're trying to show up, you're trying to put on that face, you're smiling, but you just are, you feel dead, you're scared. There's so much fear associated with what is happening to me right now. We had to re reoperate on the foot and the ankle. We had to operate on the shoulder. I ultimately had to have the section of the first rib removed due to a condition that's called thoracic outlet syndrome. So that did relieve a lot that came with that condition. I've probably had over 100 surgical procedures. Those have to do a lot with pain. I've had multiple um, devices inputted into me to connect to different pain and stuff. It got to the point, and I absolutely love my pain management doctor, and he's so supportive of everything I've done, where I would not even have them give me any anesthetic. <laughs> I'd be face down on that table on the shoulder blade, and they just do some local, and I'm talking through it the whole time, and they're like, I've never seen anything like this. But I mean, your pain response is just so high from everything you're going to. Many people that are victim of things do not like to be called the victim. It's what happens to us. And I don't like just the survivor mentality because I didn't just survive something. I want to come through this like a powerhouse and I want to help other people. And that became my purpose. My first purpose was absolutely healing myself. I wanted to make sure that I could still be the best role model showing up for my daughter and that I, I was refusing to accept a life of sitting on disability. That is when I dove into like getting my master's, which is complete in clinical psychology, I wanted to be able to connect that component with, you know, the brick and mortar educational background with it. And that's when I really dove into the fascia system. And my pain management doctor says all the time, he says he's never seen a case, I was one of his most extreme cases. And what I've done, even with the medical device that I've created, it is what freed me. And I think it's just finding that light inside of you, even on days where it's hard, knowing that life is a forward movement. If, if somebody were seeking a session with you, what would that look like? I, I read energy and that's hard for some people. Like they will stand in front of me or I will talk with them and I, like I will let them get certain things out. And then I just deliver this this whole you know, paragraph and summary for them. And they kind of sit there like, how, how do you know that? But I mean, the energy that radiates from people, and we all have the capability to be able to really look into it and feel it. I mean, I've always been naturally an empath. And that's something that my daughter's is too. And there's we do pick up energy in a different way. But as a human being, we have the capability to read that. I 
am very accountable in the way that I work with people. It is not just come sit and talk to me and let it all out. Like I'm, I want to hold you accountable and I want to educate you and give you the tools to be out there and successful on your own. So you, a session, you're assigned certain things to do and then we could go over them on your next one and then I assign more. And what happens is I'm cognitively reframing you and getting you out there to give the tools because I don't want you to have to need me to be able to do it. I want to empower you to be able to take care of yourself. So I really challenge the thoughts and I will call you out and very blunt on things that are occurring for you that we all know we have blind spots and that we just have to be pointed down the right path to be able to to make the changes for ourselves. I agree with that. And I and I think that most um, practitioners, healing practitioners need to be completely bold and honest with their clients and patients in order for them to heal. And sometimes it's like a safe space for people to tell you things that they would otherwise not tell anybody. And then they realize later that what they're thinking and feeling is really impacting their overall well-being and limiting their the healing journey or the healing process. And I feel like that's a missing link. Like we need to be honest. The physical body is definitely affected by our emotional body and vice versa. And that's why what I do, what you do is really vital to, you know, keeping people healthy, aligning the spine, keeping the ligaments and the joints moving. It's such an important component. And one of the missing, true missing links is how the fascia connects everything. Now, you are in the process of creating this amazing device that's going to help heal fascia. Can you give us a little tidbit on what that's going to be like and potentially when you'll be releasing that? The device is actually complete, so it's very hard for me to kind of sit on this, but there are a lot of steps that I don't, I wasn't even aware of when I, when I went into this to launch this. You know, I've combined a certain energy that goes into with the release that it's going to give. It provides also a myofascial release, but the energy that's created helps promote the collagen, the hydrolonic acid, things that are on a deeper level. It does not replace the human touch, the human practitioner, the years somebody's in dedication somebody spends in learning their area of medicine or for certain healers their craft. But what it does do is I'm trying to give the person like me the ability to go home and help myself. And it is in that and with teaming with the best of the best practitioners out there that I was able to free myself of the physical. The device in general, like it just feels amazing. So anybody in like through that has been tried, that's been had the ability to sign my NDA and try it, it's the wow factor. And I think that's what I love the most. So if anything else, it feels phenomenal, but I know exactly what it can do. And there's a certain protocol that has to be filed to keep it protected and the investment that I've made into it. But it absolutely, everybody will be able to see what I've done. Uh, in in this year. <laughs> That's amazing. And I can't wait. I got to get myself on that list of uh, the first ones to get, uh, get give it a try. Uh, Jessica, I can't thank you enough for joining me today. If listeners want to learn more about you, um, or, you know, get the heads up on when the device will be released, how can they do that? Yes. So the website is still being built, but it is secure. So you can look at fasciarevive.com. Um, I do use um, Instagram only at this time um, at the Empathetic Warrior uh, in order to kind of keep things up to date as I can. I will, I'm in the process of writing the book that is going to bring this all together, bring in more detail, bring in the fascia movements, fascia care, 
just tie it all up in a bow um, and it's going to assist greatly even when the device is released. So you can do the website or you know those social media outlets to be able to keep in touch and kind of see when that's all being released. I'm very excited for what's to come. <laughs> I am too. And I do love your Instagram account. It's very informative and I learned so much. You can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella or my website, ClaudiaMachiella.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening, and I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.